The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. So last Wednesday was Stress Awareness Day, uh, which is the first Wednesday in November, basically the day after Election Day. I wonder if that's just a coincidence. Not sure. (laughs) Um, And then we have Stress Awareness Month in April. Uh, I did a little Google search, and apparently April was also... National Alcohol Awareness Month, and National Cannabis Awareness Month, which I'm not sure if that's by design or just coincidence also. Uh, April is also Autism Awareness Month. It's also Parkinson's Awareness Month. It's also Financial Literacy Month. God, I wish I knew about that one years ago. And there's literally a dozen or so other things uh, that we're aware of in the month of April. So we're very aware of things in the month of April. Anyway, so I understand the purpose of having a stress awareness day or stress awareness month. But I think it's very ineffective because to really become aware of something, you have to be mindful of it on a much more recurring basis, much more regular basis. In the case of stress, you really have to be aware of it each and every day, especially if you've developed a stress-related health issue because now your body's talking to you, right? And that could be in the form of an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, uh, among other things. And it's only going to get worse if you don't listen to your body. So there should be a sense of urgency. So how do you become more aware? Well, for starters, you can journal daily. Journaling is very therapeutic uh, because you feel like you're taking some kind of action. It may be just a start, but you got to start somewhere. And because you're doing it daily, it substantially increases your awareness. Now, you may say, well, I don't have time to keep a daily journal. After all, the reason I'm in this predicament in the first place is because I'm working so much. And now you're suggesting that I add more to my plate? But I'm going to push back a little because MyStressAlarm.com literally takes a minute a day. Notice I'm not using you know, marketing lingo like it takes as little as a minute a day. Uh Uh-uh. I'm saying it literally takes one minute a day. Even less if you choose to stay, you know, logged in on your personal computer. I wouldn't do it if you're on a public computer, but on your personal computer or smartphone, that's an option. So you just answer a couple multiple choice questions about your rest and sleep and then enter up the three symptoms you had, if any, since your last update and were they mild, moderate, or severe. That's it. Come back tomorrow and do it again. It's all drop-down lists. There's no typing. So doing that one task alone, first thing in the morning, will make you more aware of your stress level than anything else you can possibly do, and I'll go to the mat with anyone on that. And you'll feel better right away because you're taking some kind of action, albeit small, but you're doing it. And you should give yourself a high five each and every day for doing it. And one other thing, 
A lot of tracking type apps have diminishing returns, but my stress alarm is one of the only ones that actually increases in value over time. Because once it learns your patterns and, and symptoms, it'll calculate your stress threshold number and then refine it over time as you continue to put in your assessments each morning. Knowing this threshold number allows you to maintain the perfect stress level for you, defined as that stress level that allows you to be as productive as possible without overdoing it and triggering symptoms. Also, over time, you can start to see patterns in your stress levels, which day of the week is most stressful, which month is more stressful, seasonality. And the answers might not be what you expected. It could be a real eye-opener. But you can basically build this heat map, if you will, from your stress level data. And now you're taking things to a whole other level because now you're not just aware of your stress levels, but you can actually anticipate peaks in your stress level and possibly avoid them. Even if you can't avoid those peaks, just the anticipation alone helps. I'm not sure why, to be honest with you. Um, I guess it's because you can you know, mentally prepare for it, uh, even though you can't avoid it, but it does help. Now, to really shape your lifestyle to be more sustainable, you have to go the next step, which is sustainability planning, which I've covered numerous times in past episodes and will again in future ones, but not today. Um, but it's very important to start off slow. Don't try to do everything at once. And by the way, I'm in the process now of automating the sustainability planning in the My Stress Alarm website. It's not available yet. Realistically, it'll be a couple more months from now. Um, but it's going to take a couple months at least to get your threshold number anyway because the system needs enough data to give you reliable information. Two months minimum to get your threshold number, which may seem like a long time, but it'll fly by, trust me. Now, for fun, I googled most stressful day of the week. And apparently Tuesday is supposed to be the most stressful day of the week. And of course, there's assumptions being made here like, you know, you work a nine to five job, that kind of thing. Now, I've been using an Excel version of my stress alarm for 13 years now. I always say Excel is my canvas as far as uh, designing apps and stuff. But I have a lot of data on myself now, all from just one minute a day, but doing it for 13 years now. So I was curious which day of the week has the highest stress score on average over the years. Now, before I tell you, uh, there's something I have to explain first. For purposes of this discussion, the most hectic day of the week is not necessarily the most stressful day. The most stressful day for purposes of this discussion is the day you've built up the most stress from the previous X number of days leading into today, whatever today is. So it includes last night's sleep. So if you got a good night's sleep last night, obviously your cumulative stress level will go down the next day. And that's an important distinction because it takes time for a flare-up to develop, right? It's not like you have it one stressful day and all of a sudden you have symptoms. No, it takes time for a flare-up to develop. And this is why I say just because you may technically be under your threshold number doesn't guarantee you won't flare up. So when my stress alarm warns you that you're approaching your threshold number, that's the alarm part of my stress alarm, 
that's when you should be thinking seriously about reducing your workload and or taking other steps to reduce stress. Not when you're just under your threshold number, then it could be too late. So back to which day on average has been the most stressful for me over the years. This might surprise you, but it's Friday. Friday is the most stressful day of the week for me. Now that doesn't surprise me after what I just got done explaining. Because if you think about it, it's the tail end of the work week, right? I'm probably a bit sleep deprived and overworked. And so even though my workload might be less on Fridays, which I'm not sure that's the case, but I could be running on fumes by Friday, right? This makes for a great case for a four-day work week, but that's a whole other discussion. So I have to make up for, you know, lack of sleep and rest on the weekends. Um, now, just so you know, I've had my stress under control for many years now. Um, I've slowly implemented a sustainable lifestyle where I'm in the coasting along category of the sustainability matrix. So my stress heat map looks very evenly distributed. What's interesting is if I look at stress levels from a monthly perspective, April seems like the most stressful month of the year for me, followed by September and March in that order. Some of that, no doubt, is due to seasonal allergies affecting my sleep, although I have allergies all year round, but it's worse during certain times. Uh, The month with the lowest stress level for me on average is July, followed by January and December in that order. And I have my suspicions um, as to why that's so, but I'm not going to go on and on about myself. Lastly, I looked at my average stress level by year, which serves nicely as a report card of sorts uh, as you make the shift to a more sustainable lifestyle. In my case, my average stress score for the year has gone down every year since 2008. Although this year, 2020, it looks like it's going up by two points. Now, standing up this podcast, I think, is a big part of that for sure. But 2020 hasn't exactly been a typical year for anybody. So I may just chalk that up as an outlier, and we'll see how next year looks. The point is that you can start to see patterns in your own stress levels, which, again, may be very eye-opening. Because you may be already aware of certain circumstances or certain patterns of behavior that may contribute to your stress levels but you may not be aware of just how much of an impact they've had or not. But to do that, you have to start with monitoring your chronic stress levels. So if you're a workaholic like me, for lack of a better word, it would behoove you to start monitoring your chronic stress levels with MyStressAlarm.com the sooner the better if you haven't already started. Well, that's it for this week. As always, thank you for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time, there's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, and if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.